All right, hey everybody, welcome to an all new episode of 30 on Broadway. Uh, take like six for this one. Yeah, we've, we've tried to record this one like three nights or four score and seven years ago, it feels like. And well, it was originally scheduled for Tuesday, and then I wound up working a double at the last second. And then I broke and my then, back, and yeah, spinal over there. And then, uh, what we were supposed to. <laughs> on Friday night, but you were too busy being a good son to record, so it pushed us to Saturday night before a puck drop in Seattle. Yeah, the uh, the Kraken, who are not cracking out the gate, not having a good start to their season. They're not uh, happening, Captain? It's not happening. Not happening right now. Uh, they Although they did win the other night, they finally picked up their first W kind of like somebody else's fantasy team over here <laughs> not me what my team's fine what's wrong with my team what my team's doing Ross? fine you sound like ross in that episode of friends i'm fine no, i feel like crap uh, i do not feel my, my team's fine i'm about to be two and oh what you talking about willis yeah uh your fantasy team might be fine but it's not awesome like other yeah players. i mean that my team didn't show up this week nobody's like, playing, but the schedule was 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 Really, the the schedule, the schedule uh, for me, no, for my play, for my team, my schedules, it was perturbed. I'm just, I'm just saying, like you know, people, uh, bad, bad dancers blame their shoes. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. I can't the ring, uh, the ringing in my ear from last year. I can't hear what you're saying right now. Oh, get the hell out of here! (laughs) Like, by, by the way, nobody in this league has made it to the finals more than me. Just saying. You can win the cup. You can't win the cup in October, but you can lose the cup. Well, we all know that I'm de- I definitely ain't losing the cup in October because uh, we all see my team. My roster is uh, kind of stupid. Yet I again. mean, they should be stupid when it's an eight-team freaking Super League. Okay. Like, there's almost no reason, but, you know. But but, for, but first off, though, I don't need an eight-team Super League to have supremacy in fantasy hockey. I am, I am a tremendous fantasy hockey GM. First off, I will say this: Becky would be Becky would be uh, beating you right now if it wasn't for uh, the matchups. But whatever, who cares? We're not talking about fantasy. It's too early to talk about fantasy. Okay, let's jump into the uh, the Rangers' uh, first few games out of the way. Your overall thoughts. Let's let's get your thoughts. I'll give you my thoughts. It, it's gone about the way I expected it to go at the at the onset. I haven't really loved Igor's start so far. I mean, Columbus and then again against Nashville. It just you know Igor's been a little bit slow out of the gate here. But um, you know, look, it's kind of you know, I look at Igor the same way I used to look at Hank. I'm never worried about the goaltender. The goaltender will be fine. Doesn't matter how slow. I look at everything else, and honestly. I'm not too upset with the Rangers team start. They haven't they haven't been what I thought they would be and and I'm saying that as I thought the team would actually be worse and be struggling a lot more than they are. Like I I really thought that it would take a, a nice adjustment period to get used to Laviolette's system and how he wants them to play. And so far the adjustment period has gone quicker than I thought and I know saying that coming off the loss against Nashville where, look, I'm just going to be honest, it was a flat-out dud. Like, 
And over the course of an 82-game season, you're going to have that. I'd rather have that in the second week of October than we're having games like that in, you know, late March, early April, into May. You know, so get get them out of the way now. Um, you know, individually, there are some players who I think are, are struggling more than others. Um, I Look... We we got on Lafreniere this preseason. The the points aren't reflecting it, but I think his effort, his overall his overall effort has been better, and that's a step in the right direction, especially for him. Um, not good enough though. It, it's not good enough, but you know I, I'm taking improvements where I can get them, and you know just the fact that he has an an improved effort is huge compared to what we were seeing from him last year. I think Philip Heedle's been great. I know yet he, he doesn't have the points yet, I, but I, I really I, I like the start from Heedle. I think him and Panarin are meshing well together, which is a great sign because we need that in the biggest way. Um, I, I think Panarin, like you know, look, I know the points right now aren't there, but like it's still early in the year. But I think you've seen a more impactful Panarin well, than Panarin we have right now, second in the team in points. Okay, but that's not saying much for a team that hasn't been scoring. No, so. no, I mean, but, but five points in four games. I mean, but you know, you're also expecting that. But it's like, yeah. I, I, but I look at, but I look at Panarin. I look at what's the impact. Like, is he noticeable every shift? And so far, I would say he's done. He's done. He's been extremely noticeable for good reasons. So I, I'm very happy with our Tevin Panarin so far. Um. I you know I I noticed a couple of things against the game in Nashville a couple of positives like he was back checking. I don't remember the last time we saw our Tammy Panera back check, so True. that means True. that that means at least he's buying in to what Laviolette is selling at least early on, so that's huge. Um, you know we need to see more. Look, I think system wise, I think this team is coming around. I you know I think and look. Ranger fans, he's he's everyone's favorite whipping boy, you know, for whatever reason. Can't hate on Jacob Trouba to start the year. No. He's, he's been their he's, best player. He's been really, really good. It's either him or Ryan Lindgren have been the Rangers' best defenseman so far this year. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm happy with the start. I'm happy with the compete level. Um, You know, so far out of the four games – I haven't said that, okay, this team is just disinterested. I, I just think that against Nashville, it was bad luck. I think Nash, look, Andrew Burnett's a hell of a coach. I, you know, it was a bad I, game. Yeah, it was a bad game. Was a bad game. I, I think Burnett is a great coach. Um, and, you know, look, they got on, they played, they played the perfect road game. Honestly, Nashville did. They, they, it was textbook. Yes. It was, they, they took the crowd out of it early. And then they just they dumbed it down and they played simple hockey. So it's like that that goes to coaching. That goes to you know a, a a young coach on the road having his team ready to play. So I can't get mad at it. It is what it is. It's going to happen over eighty two games. Um, if there's one thing for the Rangers, learn where the goddamn blue line is, please. Man, like, please just you know understand that you know. They will call you offside. Now, I, you know, those of you who have known me long enough know that I hate the offsides rule. 
I think it's stupid. If I could, I would abolish it. I would get rid of offsides completely just because I think it would just make the game more fun and more chaotic, and I'm all about that life. But, uh, yeah, no. While the blue line's there, learn where it is and, you know, let the puck cross the zone before uh, before you do. And it would be nice. Chris Kreider, stop giving Vinny Trocek tips on how to enter the zone because <laughs> he, 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 Vinny Trocek has taken oh, over for Chris Kreider on bringing himself off sides. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, look, this season, I mean, it's four games in. Uh, I think out of the gate, the Rangers looked great. The, the Buffalo game, I, I, I think a couple of things. I think the Buffalo game was great and not great in, and that's not really a good explanation of it, but. Wow, that was it was that, that's something. That's, <laughs> that was expert that, analysis. That, that is just it was like, it was great to see the Rangers come out flying and see the system and everything click. The four check, which was ferocious. It was I mean, they overwhelmed a Buffalo team that is supposed to be, you know, a Buffalo team that's supposed to be a playoff team this year and it's supposed to be this team that's gonna be remarkably better. Uh and they don't really look it. And the Rangers took full advantage of it and and really punched them right in the mouth on the road in in Buffalo. The Columbus game, I think that there's two games. You know, Igor was a bit shaky in that one as well. But had it not been for Martin and goal for Columbus in the third period who came in because I think Merzlikens had the shits or whatever. Um, Merzlikens? Yeah. Yeah. Had it not been for that, for him playing like a freaking Vezina level goalie in the third period, because don't forget the Rangers were. I, I mean, the Rangers came out and they had almost a hundred shot attempts. Ridiculous! That third they, and the third period alone was absurd. But and, I'll tell you, you know, what, Truba Colum- hitting the post. You know that Columbus game though, it showed that Zach Jones. Sorry. Yeah, he's, he's Sorry. a good puck mover, but defenseman, eh. So you could be sitting here saying the Rangers, you know, they lay an egg against Nashville, but they start the season three and one, and you you go about your business. The Arizona game, the home opener, the Arizona Coyotes are going to be a tough out for anybody this year. They're, they're just an annoying team. I mean, you look at what they did on their East Coast swing, and they're just – they, I, I think, what they they beat the Devils or did they lose to the Devils in overtime or or whatever? But they beat the Islanders. No, they lost. Or, they got shut out against the Islanders. Or did they beat, nothing. but they beat the they beat the the Devils though. Um, they're they're just a tough they're just a tough team. That was a tough grind them out kind of game. And then you know Nashville comes in and everybody's thinking up oh, seven. What was it seven nothing six nothing last year seven nothing. They, uh, just embarrassed the Predators and you wonder if that was you know. I know you don't like bulletin board material. You don't believe in it, and I do. That's where I, we kind of belie- differ. I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it to <laughs> in, in in a certain extent. Like I, I think bulletin board material. Like there is bulletin board material for sure, but I think that can only take you so far. I don't. You you think like it can rally a team to win? I don't believe that. At the I I game. am I yeah. Th- that's where you and I both kind of we we differ on that. And I think that probably was part of the conversation. And Nashville came out, and like you said, they played a perfect road game. Now, my thing is, is I'm not overly surprised that this is where they're at right now. Doesn't surprise me at all. 
I kind of didn't expect the Buffalo game, to be honest. I mean, if you want my honest opinion, I didn't think the Rangers were going to come out and look like they did against Buffalo, considering preseason. And I know preseason is whatever. And I know, you know, veterans and, and things of that nature, you're not necessarily, there's really, you're not, you're not really playing for anything. You're kind of just getting your legs going and getting into the, the groove of things. But I thought the system overall, I thought you were going to see more of a of a a curve to it. And I thought you come out in the whole opener and they come out and they're flying with it right out the gate. And you're sitting there going, holy crap, we could just kind of roll with it and take off. And obviously that's not the case. Uh, but they've got a huge road trip here. This is big. This is a big five-game swing uh, against some teams that are not doing good in in Seattle. Obviously, the game tonight, if you're listening to this right before, well, it's puck drop in a couple minutes. But if you're listening to this Saturday night or if you're listening to this on Sunday, um, we may get some Ranger talk of the game in here, depending on how long we go. But the Kraken are not looking are, are not off to a good start. The Flames aren't off to a, a fantastic start. The Oilers are a tire fire right now. And the Winnipeg Jets look like they are going to be like the next hot topic of relocation with the way that they're going. Yeah. So this is kind of an important road trip, you know, and then they've got Vancouver in there as well, who the Canucks have been. Vancouver's been playing well. They, they've been an interesting team, but they're sitting at two and two. I mean, it's, there's nothing really right now. This is where teams find. This is where teams find themselves. Yeah, you get your groove going. You get, you know, you figure out who you are and how you want to play. We're not Tampa Bay. We're not teams where I'm. Where you know, warning bells may be going off. You know, a, a team like the Washington Capitals, the Jets, the Blues. You know, the, the Oilers. Which I mean, eventually the Oilers will end up being fine anyway, but. I'm not sitting hope, here going. I like, hope not. I'm rooting for chaos. Sucks. I mean, be, so McDavid, I mean they could miss the playoffs. It'd be sucks. Hilarious. So McDavid requests a trade. It, it would. It would be hilarious. But to me, again, I kind of go back to my preseason thing where I say I look at certain aspects, and yeah, Lafreniere looked great in the first game, and he's been he's been good the rest of the way. Heedle, I disagree with you in the fact that Heedle, I don't think Heedle's a great. I think he's been all right. I think he's been good. Kako. See, I, I think he's, I think he's, I think all three of the kids have done a good, they're, they're playing, they're doing the right things. Like the, the, they're, they're, they're doing things that build to lead to success. And I, I that's one of those things where I, I don't think they can get impatient. The team can't get impatient with them because they're, they're playing. And I love saying this the right way, they're doing all the right things that will lead to success. So for 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 me, I I am enjoying that. Yeah, it's just at at a certain point, sooner rather than later, it's got to start producing on the score sheet, and that's and that's where they need that's where they need it. But outside outside of Kreider, who has four goals, who has really produced goal wise on this team yet? Zabanajet has it. Goal goals, nobody. But right, you know, Panarin, so Panarin, Fox. I mean, Zabanajet. They're all they're all tied with points with five. They all have five points in the four games. I think there's a drop off, and this is Panarin, where 
Panarin, Zibanejad, and Fox all should lead the team in points. They should. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But then the rest of the lineup kind of disappears from Trocheck on out. But and that's the whole that thing. could be a bigger problem. That 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 to me is all guys finding their groove within the system. Right, and that's where I that's where I say like it's four games into the season, you know, ten, 50, you know, not even ten, twenty games into the season. I, I mean, go back to twenty fourteen. Av, we're sitting there going, we're thinking that the season is going to be a flat out disaster. Remember, because the beginning of that season was not good. I think we started three, three, three and six or three, six and one. And like it really took them until what? Late December, I think it was. No, it took or them January. It took them till January for for them to really find their groove and get going. Now, I'm not saying that's the recipe well, that's for success or what's going to happen here. Part of part of the issue was Captain Caliparm uh, was kept getting hurt, so like we were missing. You know, I mean that's a shock, right? Ryan Callahan gets hurt. Go figure. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I know you were just trying to eat your chicken parm in peace the other I night. I had chicken parm last night or the other night for dinner. It was delicious. Yes, he did. And he literally, it was Thursday night, the, the Nashville game. He sends me because I was bombarding him with texts and Snapchats from, from the garden. And he just sends me back, hey, man, I'm just trying to eat my chicken parm in peace. Yeah. And know. if you're wondering what, I'm refer- what, what that reference is, if you go back to the Winter Classic, uh, the tour road the, to the twenty four uh, road, road to, to the winter winter classic twenty four seven. Yeah, and when they played Philly, yep, and they had the uh, which that was one of the best ones. They really, I really, it, it was one of the best ones. Not just because it was a Ranger one, but you had Homer. No, but you had like I mean, tour. You, you had you had the greatest thing ever. My dog, <laughs> she's she's a hot blonde. You girl. had right. That's what I was gonna say. You had <laughs> yeah. And universe is humongous big. Universe is so humongous big, and we are so small, and we've got problems. Like, like, oh man! The best part of that was when Yager, after Briz with the universe, you know, so humongous big. He just gets and and Yager literally the next day after it aired was like he walked into the catering and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not sitting with you, Briz. Go away." (laughs) Like. (laughs) And then he's sitting there going, my dog is like hot bloody girl. It's like, she's what? Like, my, my my dog, she's a hot girl, man. Yeah, him, him, him and then, you know, torts, whether you, you know, love him, whatever, torts on camera is, is well, money. My, my personal favorite. You know, they had the whole Sean Avery thing going down. You had that. Well, and, you also had, uh, you also had, you shooting at the goalie, Artie? I just reloaded my weapon. My whip on. You know? Um, <laughs> Welcome but, back, Rangers fans. But <laughs> there was a there's a clip where I think they're on the plane. Yeah, and they're like bugging the hell out of Cali, and he's just like trying to eat a chicken parm. He's like, I just want to eat my chicken parm in peace. Like he was just like done. And I think it was at that moment that he was like, I want my seven million. Seven and I want million. out. Seven but anyways, to get All back right. to the whole Sorry. point, <laughs> to get back to the whole point of why we even talked about that. Was I, I'm I'm not going to have real concern for this team until I would say twenty twenty five games in. Until Thanksgiving, and even and even that my, might be my my barometer has always been Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, everybody that was always like the NHL barometer was if the team was out of playoff picture at Thanksgiving, but then the Blues annihilated that. Well, it's not not out of the play. My my whole thing is not the playoff picture. 
I just want to see if the team is showing life by Thanksgiving. Because usually by thing not not for points or you know, are you gonna make the playoffs? It's just like you know who you are, you know your system, you know what you're about by Thanksgiving. And and if the kids and like I, I, I get it, like look, Kako I think has been one of their best skaters. He's been one of their best puck handlers. He's probably adapted to the system the best out of out of them. Uh, but if we're Thanksgiving 25 plus games in and the kids aren't producing points and your big group of point production is coming from, you know, your, your quote unquote big three, the Rangers have a problem. Well, see, here's the thing too with Kako and, and, and I, and I keep, and I keep going back to this. He needs, he's playing on the wrong line. I, I and I will stand by this. He should not be with Kreider and Zabanajad. He needs a pure passer. He needs a playmaker to facilitate him. He needs to be playing on Panarin's off wing. Also, because he does great work on he does great work on the boards, which will suit Panarin's game even more. Lafreniere needs to be with uh Zabanajad and Kreider because Lafreniere is more of a playmaker. He's not a scorer. Lafreniere complements what Kreider and Zabanajad do well. Zabanajad is a shooter. He's not a facilitator. And I, I, I just I don't understand this whole why they keep going back to this. You have Panarin with with two like he holds the trigger man on that line, which is fine. But I think you need I, I like I think Kako needs to be on that line. A, he's great on the boards. He can win those puck battles to help facilitate things for that line. I just to me it makes too much sense, and the fact that the Rangers still won't do it annoys the hell out. Yeah, of but me. it wasn't the whole thing that Panarin doesn't want to play with with Kako. Well, you know what? Panarin needs to shut the fuck up and do what the coach says. Ooh, like fuck. really, like that's honestly that's. I love Artemi Panarin. Great player. One of my favorite players. But he's not the fucking coach. I don't disagree with you. Like, you do what you get told to do. But I'm just saying, that was like the whole story, what, a year ago, right? Was it a year or two years? Was that Panarin didn't want to be, doesn't want to play with Kako. Because Kako likes to hold the puck, and Panarin Panarin wants to have the puck on his stick. But it's just it's one of those then you work it out with him. Like that's what you're supposed to do as a veteran. But all right, the one big red not red flag, but the one big problem that I see right now, which is which is solvable, by the way. It is solvable. It's not a it's not a oh shit, what are we gonna do? Blake Wheeler looks toast. I thought he, he looked, I thought he looked good on Thursday night. He he does not have the legs at all. Like I I never really noticed it before. And again again Winnipeg. Who the hell notices Winnipeg? Winnipeg fans don't even notice Winnipeg right now. That's that's how how bad it's going I mean, for them. It, it's not unknown. People even said Wheeler has lost a step. Yeah, he's lost more than a step. 
I think Blake Wheeler will be fine for eight hundred. I think, I think, I think if it. you put Yarmer Yager in the lineup, Yarmer Yager's oh, got better okay, legs than that, Blake that, Wheeler right okay. now. Okay, <laughs> like, like we're just gonna say dumb shit. That's what we're no, gonna do. I don't think that's necessarily dumb. That, well, <laughs> therein lies the problem. There's my, there's my hot, my hot take for the season. So yeah, there, far. there's your, there's your new one. Like you dumbass. No, but I, I, I will say this. I, I haven't cared for really the fourth line or Blake Wheeler in the lineup much of at uh, all. I like um, Tyler Pitlick. I think Tyler Pitlick has done well. It's all right. I mean, it's, um, it's... Jim, Jimmy VC. Um, yeah. Sorry, Jimothy. Um, I haven't even, has he played? I haven't even realized he yeah. played a game. Yeah. The two games we lost, he was in the lineup. Yeah. But I mean, it's not because of him. I, hey, I'm just saying I <clears throat> coincidences. He's the only, I think he's the only bottom six player. Is he the only bottom six player with a point right now? I'm not, I'm not I, worried about I, the fourth I think I'm not so. worried about the fourth line. No, Will Cooley is the, is, uh, I know Vinny Trocek's got his two points, but. By the way, Will Cooley. Would have had three. I love Will Cooley. Yeah, he's been, I, I, yeah, I think, I think Will Cooley has kind of inserted himself well. Uh, Will, Will Cooley but, is going to be that guy to me. The next couple of weeks, if he's on your third line, you have a chance to compete for the cup. If he plays in your on your second line, you're a playoff team, but you're I don't think you're a real cup contender. But I love I love Will Cooley. He's a, he's a really good player. I will I will say this: the Brendan Offman watch is going to pick up big time. Well, it should. If it really, should. I don't disagree with you. It should. But if Wheeler or and or the kids don't get rolling, notably the only way Kako the only, Lafreniere. I was gonna say the only way Othman should be up is if Kako and Lafreniere are continuing to struggle and Othman comes up and is on the second or first line. <laughs> Other than right, that, yeah. no way. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't there's no reason to have him you're not gonna bring him up to bury him. But if one of the if 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 he continues to be doing what he's doing, I think he's got, what does he have, freaking four points already or or something on the, I mean, the AHL website is so freaking terrible with their stats. Like, it's it's such, well, actually, if I just go to stats and players and go to the Wolfpack, I could pull that up right away. All I had to do was use my eyes. Well, he's got, he, so he's got two goals and an assist in four games. He was held off the, he was held off the score sheet uh, tonight. Against the uh, Phantoms, um, Brodzinski lighting it up for uh, for the pack, Captain Brodzy. Captain Brodzy, six Brodzinski. points in four games. But I, I'm just curious. That, that's kind of the thing that I've been I've been kind of like watching. Is let's see I'm, I'm, again as the season unfolds and as things happen and things go on. Um, all right, upcoming schedule for the Rangers. The West Coast swing, you just want West over Coast it. swing. So we're gonna be pretty much kind of in the middle of it or closer to the end of it once we once we come out. They really don't play it. They they really had no home schedule in October, which kind of sucked. Yeah, really, I really didn't like that. Uh, and, and most of that's because the fucking preseason runs into the October. I I don't know why, but why we can't start the season the first week of October like we used to always. I don't understand it. Um. But yeah, we're we're we we finished the month on the road, and then November seventh at the Garden, the Detroit Red Wings. 
the game that you are looking to sell. Yes. You need tickets? Buy my tickets. But you know, you need Nick tickets. can tell you. Nick can actually confirm. Can the confirm. Seats are beautiful. Fantastic seats. Absolutely phenomenal. Fifth um, row up section 220. Say, section it's only, it's only like what four seats in from the aisle? Four or five seats in from the aisle? Yeah, no, they it's phenomenal. They're phenomenal seats. Great, great seats. view, great view all of everything. No bridge obstruction. No ticket master uh, fees. No ticket master fees. Can confirm. A- absolutely solid. Two seats. At Crystal, you can get two seats for, you know, what you would pay in the lower bowl. Uh, so you're not going to get ripped off. Chris is a good guy. Uh, yeah. Know him for a long time. Solid just, guy. Just, just buy. Yeah, that's my source. Yeah. Just just buy my damn tickets. He he really wants to sell the Red Wing tickets. I don't know why he doesn't want to see Dylan Larkin or well because I Alex I want to or... go see I want to go to the Minnesota game on the ninth. I'm not going. I'm not going to go all the way down to the city for the seventh and the ninth. It just that, that doesn't that doesn't that, make sense. That sounds like a poor life decision. Right doesn't here, make but sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh. All right. Let's do a quick look around the NHL. Connor Bedard. Man, it would have been nice to get a first-round pick like Connor Bedard. How do the Blackhawks get so damn lucky? How do the Blackhawks, who win, what, three cups in ten years? Six years. Or six years. Yeah, six years. So within the decade, they win three effing cups. Practically half a decade. And then they just decide to suck. And then they get gifted Connor Bedard. And, you know... We, no offense to Lafreniere, but oh, there's a lot of offense to Lafreniere. Lafreniere is not really a true number one. Oh God, we're like, not doing this again. It didn't work. Let's it's not, let's it's keep not, let's keep going. I'm not, not doing that. I'm not doing. But this. going. Do you find it ironic? I just wanted to ask you this question. This is the quick hit for two for roughing segment. This is the two for roughing segment of our podcast. As you just said that twice. Good job. Okay. Like, for like. Five minutes to wrap this up. Do you find it hilarious and ironic that for years and for seemingly forever, the NHL has always been criticized for not doing a good job of marketing their players, and now they've been marketing the hell out of Connor Bedard for good reason. I mean, Connor and, er- and everybody's getting mad at it. Connor Bedard is a very good player. I mean, he scored a gorgeous goal tonight against Vegas. Yeah, but, I think it was a right, laser. Right? Like, isn't it hilarious? I mean, is it a little bit much? Is the chasing greatness of Wayne Gretzky, like, was that stupid? Yes, 100%. But you want... Was it? I don't, I don't think it was. I mean, come on, dude. The kid, like, what? Yeah, no, no. I, I understand <clears throat> why people are mad at it, but I don't think that's stupid. Well, I'm not mad at it, but I just because, think it's ridiculous. Because here's the thing. If you're a hockey player, is that not your ultimate goal? I mean, it should be for a player that could be considered, like... Like, like I mean, all, I mean, all the signs with Connor Bedard point to, damn, this kid's going to be a, I mean, a star, a, a superstar. Every, every one of us, I, I like, I can speak for myself. I mean, I know when I started playing, like, I had two goals in my life, you know, playing hockey, starting out. I wanted to, A, win the Stanley Cup and skate the cup around the ice with my dad. That's one thing I wanted to do. Fuck, I can't even make fun of you now. God damn it. Okay, that was that was number one. Number two, I wanted to be mentioned like I wanted to be like Wayne Gretzky. I used to tuck my jersey like Wayne Gretzky because I grew up watching Wayne, idolizing Wayne. Like 
So, I mean, chasing greatness, if you're not, like, if you're not, there's something wrong with you. No, I don't, I don't disagree with that, but I just thought it was a little bit like, okay, come on, like his first goal. And they're like, wait, Gretzky, eight, 800 plus, And then it's like Kyrie Bedard won. Yeah. I'm I mean, like, I look, I mean, it shows humor. It shows the softer yeah. side of hockey, you know, for such a tough sport, <laughs> hockey fans really are the softest bunch of fans in the world. It just like, is funny. It is should, funny. It's ridiculous about how annoyed hockey fans get over the dumbest things. Like, like the NHL. I mean, Connor Bedard was on the Pat McAfee show. What other hockey player do you know of off the top of your head? I mean, retired PK Subban was just on there. But... Yeah, but retired. But I'm talking no, about I'm like, just saying, current, yeah, like, like right at, now. Yeah. No, it's it's great for the game. Like it's it is 100. percent And everybody's 100%. like, everybody, oh, the ESPN deal sucks. Yeah, well, Connor Bedard just got on ESPN, and Pat McAfee, by the way, has millions. Of viewers, thanks to part partly and thanks to uh, you know that that quarterback for the New York Jets, uh, Pat Aaron. McAfee might be what saves ESPN, by the way. But yeah, that's oh Mac- McAfee's <laughs> I I love McAfee, but moving on. All right, is there? I, I'm gonna ask two things. Is there with the teams with the with the season starting and and things underway? Is there? Give me a team that stands out to you in a good way. Then give me a team that stands out to you in a bad way and why. All right, good Ottawa. I'm the, I'm, I'm all in on the Ottawa Senator it's hype fun train. Fun to watch. Yes, very fun, fun as hell. I am all in on the Ottawa Senator hype train. Uh, bad Washington. I understand why. I understand why things are going the way they're going, but my lord, it is a bad product. And I mean, we all knew it would be. But yeah, it's it's just not it's it's bad to me. Washington for the next year, two years is going to be like the San Jose Sharks with Patrick Marlowe. Like the only reason that the San Jose Sharks anyone cared was because Patrick Marlowe was chasing Gordy Howe. Like that was literally what the season was about. For the Capitals, it's about Ovi getting Gretzky's record. That's it. And it's like I don't blame the Capitals for doing what they're doing. But I think they could have been smarter. Like I, I think there was a way to rebuild while also letting Ovi chase. Yeah, because so, they're not they're not a compet they're not a team that's going to be competing for. I mean, they, hell, they could finish last in the division. Um, I, I don't think could. I think they will. I got two. I actually have two teams that are one. Apparently, Vegas. You don't have a Stanley Cup hangover in Vegas. Because holy well, they're, Vegas is Vegas is used to hangover, so I, I didn't yeah think they're just like they're just like yeah this is whatever yeah. no big deal I mean they they look they look scary I mean scary they they look better than they did last year and long they, way to go whole lot of ball game left. oh whole lot of yeah absolutely hundred percent um I did not expect to see the Flyers come out of the gate the way they have. See, I don't know that, if that's the Tortorella effect or that that doesn't shock me because I, I've always and I've told you this for years, bad teams come out of the gate hot. That is true. We have seen that. I mean Buffalo is a perfect example of that. Bad teams, for whatever reason, I don't understand why, always come scorching out of the gate. And again, it goes back to like what I said earlier. You can't win a cup in in October, November, but you certainly could put yourself out of positioning for for it around that at that time 
but we have seen that. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo for what, two, three years was a perfect example of they came out and they were screaming red hot and everyone's like Buffalo. And, and what we, we would say it on our two for roughing podcast, be like, they're going to fall apart. This is nothing. They're going to fall, fall flat on their face. And here they are. So maybe this year it's different for Buffalo fans. The ones yeah, that you're, you're going to be one of the good teams that, you know, maybe because and... you're last in the division right now. Yeah. So. Um, my ugly, really quick, and we'll wrap up. The Edmonton Oilers. What the like? My oh, my only other ugly too is the St. Louis Blues. I yeah, love the Blues St. Louis. Have a problem. They've got a problem. Boy, oh boy, They've it's bad. And they can thank Tory Krug and Doug Armstrong because woo. Well, Tory Krug. Oi. Uh, Kairu hasn't looked good. Thomas isn't looking good. No, nobody's looked good. No if one's looked good. If you're, and you got a, you've got a lot of money and a lot of contracts tied up. Butchnevich, you got a lot of money tied Butch, up. Butch is hurt. You and know, Butch is hurt again. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not looking it's, too good in St. Louis. It's all bad in St. Louis. It's interesting how certain teams, and just to finish off our show, it's interesting to me how certain teams, like you look at St. Louis, St. Louis for years was a perennial playoff contender, you know, potential cup contender, and they just ran into like the LA Kings or they ran into the Blackhawks, and they couldn't get past that hump. And, you know, they finally win it, and then they're just – it's like they, they finally won, and they're dead. Capitals, same thing. Finally win it, and then they fizzed out. And then you have these other teams like, you know, Colorado. Like, Colorado can sit there and be like, they're going to freaking win. They could potentially win again. Uh, freaking Boston. We we were saying for how many years you would always say at the beginning of a year, Boston is going to – to fall off the, the map. They're going to fall off the map, and they never freaking do. I, I, I stopped doing it, and then they finally did. So Yeah, and, you're, you're, and you're, like, you're like, what the hell? It's just it's wild to me how certain teams can can do that. And, I mean, I don't know the answer to that, and I don't know if it's just bad overall organizational structure or whatever, but let's see here nor there. All right, that's all we got. Not a whole lot of Ranger talk for this one because there's not a whole lot going on yet. We're going to have more to talk about with the – the West Coast trip. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.